Welcome to the Color of Influence podcast, where you will hear conversations from influential people of color from around the world, from social media, and right here in your communities. These behind the scenes conversations will motivate you, inspire you, and encourage you. I am your host, Aisha Morgan, and let's meet today's guest. On this week's episode, I get to sit down with Crystal Hodge. I met Crystal at a 5K a couple of months ago, and she had a great product for kids that I wanted to get my hands on, but my daughter is a little bit too young to use. So you are going to hear firsthand from the owner and creator of Safety K, Crystal Hodge. She has an amazing YouTube channel, with so many different videos that you can learn things from, and it is amazing just for our kiddos. So without further ado, here's my interview with Crystal Hodge. All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I am here with a very special guest, Crystal Hodge, and we are going to be talking about her awesome, awesome, awesome product called Safety K. But before we get into it, Crystal, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, I'm Crystal Hodge. I am the founder and the CEO of Safety K LLC. And that is my business. I started um, in the middle of last year. And pretty much we focus on promoting safety awareness to young children. So teaching them critical safety skills, So how to be safe and still have fun at the same time. Cool. So how did this come about? So actually, I have been a um, safety professional. I'm a certified safety professional, and I've worked for eight years in different industries, um, private and public sector, oil and gas construction, et cetera. You can can pretty much name it. And um, while I work with adults, I had friends that worked at elementary schools and middle schools, and they would ask me, you know, safety and having a career in safety is so different. They don't know too many people who have that career. Can I come out and speak to the kids? So I will come out and um, teach the kids about what is a safety professional, but also do activities with them, talking to them about safety, um, having them do hazard hunts and games. And while, you know, kids are very smart and they perform pretty well, I did see, you know, just some areas that could have needs for improvement. And I know me growing up as a kid, um, you know, safety definitely is a priority now, but growing up, you know, you hear kids get hurt all the time and it it happens. And, you know, a lot of times we didn't know any better. We got lucky. And so I feel like because I know, you know, I have all this knowledge. It's kind of my responsibility to teach people how to, you know, be safe and, um, you know, help to decrease preventable incidents. So that's my primary goal. Okay. So tell us a little bit about Safety K. Okay. So Safety K is, um, it's a character. It's pretty much based on me. It's a diverse character looks just like me. And I use safety as a way to, you know, engage with children about safety. And so I cover everything I've spoken in classrooms, at camps, at community events. I play games with kids and I'm pretty much focused on things like emergency safety. So 911, fire safety. I'll talk about transportation. So bike or riding a car or walking to school, stranger danger, bullying safety, 
um, swimming, pool, anything across the board, it's general safety. So just giving them those those critical um, skills so that they know they ever encounter danger, how to protect themselves or prevent, um, you know, an unsafe situation from from happening. Um, if you see in the United States, um, roughly, um, you know, each year, just annually, in the United States alone, there are millions of kids that are sent to the hospital for preventable incidents, right? And yeah. then there are, unfortunately, there are fatalities, and there's there's a couple of thousands of those that are preventable too. So, I feel um, giving children, you know, uh, these these tools and this knowledge, um, because most of the time when the incidents happen, the kids either have unsafe they have a lack of knowledge in how to be safe, you know, mm-hmm. or sometimes it happens that the parent steps out of the room for a quick second, you know, and it happens that there's, there's opportunities for things to go wrong. So it's just making sure if that were to happen to a kid, if they're at school, if they're away, if they're at a friend's house, they know exactly what they need to do to protect, to protect themselves at all times. Right. So yeah. tell us about your YouTube channel. So I do have a YouTube channel. It is um, Safety K Kids Safety Tips. And I have right now over 20 or so short um, animated films that go over different safety topics. So some of the ones I just named, so fire safety, 911, stranger danger, home safety, um, backpack safety, pool safety, um, walking, street safety. It's just a lot of videos um, that your kids can watch. Um, I, I see, as I go on my page, I see even teachers are using it also kind of pulling it um, to kind of just share with the children, you know, um, it's geared towards kids, I would say four to even 12 years old. Okay. And again, it's it's short. It, I know kids have short attention spans. So I try to keep it yeah. underneath a certain time and, you know, just giving them those safety tips and then kind of testing their knowledge. So. Okay. So what is something that would be in a backpack safety video? So like backpack safety is just looking at um, preventing kids from, you know, when they wear their backpacks, not being too, too heavy, Um, trying to prevent having um, back issues or how to properly carry a book bag. Um, That's, that's a shorter one, but just, um, you know, being knowledgeable of like weight Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to a book bag and how to put it on, uh, you know, correctly and things can go wrong and not to pull it or to use one, you know, you want to use two to protect your back. So. Okay. So I'm like, how do you do backpack safety? Oh yeah, no, no. It's uh, pretty much just how to wear the backpack correctly. Got it. Okay. Now, is there a backpack that is better than others? Like the cross strap or like the pulling one, or is it more just about the weight of the backpack? So it's pretty much about the weight of the book bag. Um, And of course using two, just so it could be evenly distributed with the, the weight is, is pretty important. Um, so in like pulling, well, I, I don't see too many kids with the pulling. I know for me, I have a roller for work because I have computers or laptops I'm taking in. So ergonomically that helps. Uh, but for children, I mean, they can do pulling as long as they don't want it to be too heavy. But then again, with the pulling, I worry about slip, trip and fall hazards. Like, you know, they're coming down or they're rushing or who's tripping over it. So, you know, normally the kids have the two strap book bags. So those are those are pretty safe. True. You just want, um, don't want to carry too many books in there yeah, <laughs> at one time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of kids don't use lockers these days. Like, even, no, they don't. <laughs> yeah, they do not. So they just have all of everything in their backpack. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. 
So when I met you at mm -hmm. um, the Fit Foodie League 5K, yes. um, you did have a product. So tell us about the product that you were um, promoting at that event. Yes. And thank you so much for bringing that up. So I came out with this year a safety a safety case safety kit and pretty much in there it has several devices mm -hmm. so it'll have like um, a flashlight or like first aid kit um, kind of stuff and then it also has a safety light so when the kids walk or ride their bikes and, and it's like dark either in the morning early in the morning at night they put it on their book bags they can put it on themselves they can put it on their bikes so cars can see them right okay. so they're visible to other drivers so they can stay safe there's also a sound safety alarm um, which I find that children can use, even women. And um, if they're in a stranger danger situation or if they're lost or they need attention, they pull out this pin and it makes a very loud attention getting noise. Okay. Um, I think it's it's great. I honestly feel anybody could wear it. Um, I, I have one when I go running because you never know. Right. right. Yeah. Um, so there's like six and it has like a, there's a safety um, wristband also and uh, some stickers, but it also in there, it gives you access to animation videos that are not on YouTube, but, but are specific to the kit that show the kids how to use everything in a kit and gives them safety device, uh, safety tips on how to be safe. So it, yeah, pretty much covers, covers everything, how to use the kit. So that, that's what comes in the, in the kits. And what's the age group for the kids? So the age group for the kids, I would say five to 11. Okay. I'm going to say five to 11. I know the animation when you get to a certain age, but well, I mean, there are older kids still watching animations or adults, but um, just for like the level of um, the information that's presented, I would definitely say five and older. Okay. Yeah. So how do you get into like the different events that you're at? Cause I've seen on your Instagram, like you're at different back to school things. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so how do you, um, promote your, your products there? So I think it's, um, well, I'm thankful for, um, I will say being a new business again, I started last year. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I've just been kind of blessed uh, meeting people, connections. I've done a few small business programs because this is the first time I'm, I've ever, you know, like I'm a, a first time entrepreneur. Okay. I don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. So all of this is a learning experience for me. And so doing small business programs, I've been able to connect with mentors or with people who will say, um, hey, you know, reach out to this person or reach out to them and, you know, kind of see what happens. And it, it just becomes like a network. And then, you know, more people are kind of sharing around what I do. And I really appreciate it in, right. um, because it's, you know, I'm a new brand and I'm, I'm trying to build. So it's just been kind of word of mouth, friends, referrals, uh, knowing the right people. Mm -hmm. So um, I've been able to go to, you know, a few classrooms and speak and even go to camps this summer. Um, and that was through a connection. Um, I've even recently have done events with uh, Change Happens. Um, they had like a health, a community health day. So I was able to come there and set up as a vendor. Um, and also Juneteenth, I learned about it through um, my small business program, um, the Emancipation Third Ward, they have a small business program for entrepreneurs. So um, it's been it's been great, honestly. Good. So can you tell me a little bit about your small business program that you were in? Yeah, so I did one with um, 
the EEDC, Emancipation Economic Development Council. I hope I got that. Um, I've also done a Sure Business, small business program with the University of Houston. And I did the Liftoff Houston program, which I was able to actually become a finalist and I won for the product category. Um, so I was able to have a grant. So that was a great blessing. So what I did is, um, and you know, I feel like if you're an entrepreneur to definitely do a small business program, because what it did for me, and I'm glad I jumped in early and a friend actually told me about the first one, which led me to like anyone I find, you mm -hmm. know, but you don't have to do every business program, but I will at least do one. Um, and it really helped me to develop a business plan and come up with strategic priorities. And for me, it's a lot of learning. It is a lot of learning, especially with the financials. You know, that's not my my background. Right. Um, but it's just it's so much. But if you want someone to guide you, you also get into uh, mentorships like through SCORE um, by signing up to these small business programs. There's a lot of resources, a lot of free resources. So I would say do a small business program because it's um, and it's not even about Liftoff had. Yes, they had a grant. Um, U of H also gave everyone um, a small monetary gift at the end, which was great and a big surprise because it was a lot of people in that program. But it's not about, you know, the the money per mm -hmm. se. Yes, it's great. But what you walk away with the connections, the mentorship and you learn stuff about your business, you grow. I think that you can't put a prize on that. And that knowledge is important because the stuff you learn can prevent you from making mistakes or you know, I feel like I've learned so much from my mentors. They were like, well, I made this mistake for five or six years and you're learning it in one set, like that type of stuff. So it just helps you along your journey. Um, so, and in those programs, there's entrepreneurs who are brand new. They're startups like me. They're experienced. They're summer seasoned. Some been around 15, 20 years. There's always room to, to learn and to grow. So I would definitely say anybody, if you have a business, um, it doesn't matter if your product or service, innovation to do a small business program. And are all of those programs in the Houston area? They are. They're all in the Houston area. You do have to be a Houston resident. That that okay. is a requirement. But other than that, and they're all free. They're yeah. Free to join. So so for local business owners or anybody that wants to start, which one would you recommend is probably <laughs> like they would get the most out of it? Wow. So there's a little bit of Okay, so this is hard because I don't want any business. Or I don't, I don't want any program. You can just give us a little bit of okay. So program. What, what I would say is all all the programs are great. There's something to learn about all of them. The ED the EEDC one, I was my first one. Okay, and that one set the foundation for me, and I got so much one on one attention. I don't think any other program gave me that much one on one. So not only did we learn with coaches throughout the week, but then you had one-on-one -on -one sessions that you got someone who is like a a train a coach, a, a career coach that sits with you. Again, this is free and talks about your business only. In the other programs, it's like for the general, they're talking to all the companies and you know, you have your mentors that you meet with, but the amount of one-on-one -on -one attention, I haven't seen that anywhere else. Um that often, that much, that frequent. It was anytime I needed help, I could sit down and it's all about me and my company, you know? Okay. So I would say e the EEDC, definitely recommend that one. Um, U of H was sure they offered a lot of resources. Um, 
it, they were good too. Um, especially when it came down to the financials, understanding all of that. Um, they were really good, like forecasting and, um, they had a lot of speakers. I will say they had a lot of speakers, um, both offer resources when it came to like free legal aid, which was great. Um, and then for liftoff, uh, they had a lot of great speakers too. Liftoff had a different people talking about marketing, branding, financials, um, across the board. Um, and liftoff, of course, they offer a, a prize. Okay. So, um, oh, also I did the HCC, the HCC um, uh, pitch competition. I uh, did end up being a finalist, even though I didn't, I didn't make it to the to the end. But they also offer a lot of um, resources and in kind prizes. But that one's more. That's probably that's a harder one to get into. The other ones are not as hard to get into. Uh, HCC is a little bit more, you know, they only accept a certain amount and you also have to have a, a business plan already where the other ones, you don't need a business plan. You get in those and you make a business plan for HCC pitch competition. You already have to have your business plan ready to go. And then, so you have to have your stuff together for them. So once you do the other ones, that is a prerequisite to get into HEC. They want you already ready and then you'll just go from there. And they also offer um a a lot of prize money. So yeah, there's it's out there. There are resources out there. So make sure that you take advantage of it. For me, again being a new business, I've learned so much from these programs. It's it's yeah, I really I'm really grateful for them because they probably saved me a lot of time effort and money. Um, and again, you have mentorships, you can still reach out to the people in the programs or the leaders if you need help. So it's, it's been good. Okay. What was the time commitment for those programs? Um, time commitment. So trying to think at least two hours a week, but HCC, they were more, they were like two days a week for like two hours. And then the programs were like, three months hope I'm I'm hoping I'm trying not to confuse (laughs) I'm really really not trying to confuse so like probably three months I think it's September to November was sure yeah so so make sure you have time but usually they're in the evenings because they understand people have work right okay everything will start after six got it Mm -hmm. So moving forward, like where would you like for Safety K to go maybe in the next year or two? Um, so Safety K is still growing, but the ultimate goal is to be a household name for people to, you know, schools and in homes. Um, Safety K just be there and it's safety is a priority that whatever you do in any task you do, a child's always thinking, I can do this, but how can I be safe so I can make sure I don't get hurt or I cause someone else to do get hurt? And also it helps to promote safe environments because of course, if the parent is, is getting the products and services for their child and their child is doing it and engaging with it and it goes into the schools, then you're ultimately creating a safe environment and safe and healthy environments are needed for children to do well. Um, And it's also been linked to having, um, you know, good performance and also building confidence. So that's really important as you, help to develop, you know, your child. Um, we know that people who tend to come from healthier backgrounds tend to do well, you know, in life. So for me, I think it it's 
it's yes, safety's at the core, but what it can do just goes beyond and it leads to safer communities, you know? And if you have safer communities, you have a safer world. So it's a win-win. Now for your products, is that something that you would eventually like to see in stores or is it more of like a online private type of thing? Oh, definitely in stores. Definitely. So right now I am online, but definitely would love to be in a Target, you know, on the shelves where it's easily accessible. Yes, for sure. So from the products that you have now, do you have anything in mind that you would like to add to your product line or is this kind of Oh, yeah, definitely adding definitely ideas to add and do different types of kits. Um, So it's stuff that I'm currently trying to working on coming up with right now. Um, So, you know, I just wanted to put stuff out there, kind of kind of test it, see, you know, but no, definitely have 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 ideas for the future for sure. Okay, so when you're going to these schools and you're talking, um, what is kind of like the focus like that you want the students to gain from when they leave from your um, like your talks? Yeah. So um, and it like I when I go speak in these classes or these day camps, I will ask the leaders kind of what topic do you want me to focus on? What do you think is the most important? Mm-hmm. Um, or I've even talked to parents and a lot of times the emergency safety is big, like the fire. 911, yeah. also bullying or stranger danger. So it's some of the things the parents, you know, may feel like I can't always control if I'm not around or I want to okay. know they know what to do. So, for instance, I went to um, an elementary school here in Houston and I spoke to a class and a lot of it was focused on fire and like home safety. And so for me, the most important thing is having the kids, like I give a lesson and then having them understand it, right? Teach it back to me so I can make sure they really got it or participate in a demonstration one-on-one because that's how you help to retain it. Um, I focus on like, you know, verbally giving instructions, showing visuals um, and hands-on because there's different types of learning styles, of course. So um, for instance, if if the, if the topic for the day is we're going to do fire safety, well, then we're going to talk about what do you do if there's a fire in your home? Like I, I start off and I kind of ask the questions to kind of see what do they know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I find is that either they know exactly what to do or sometimes, you know, there, there, there may be yeah. opportunities to learn. Um, and so I just try to tell them basic things like, okay, there's a fire, you know, do not hide, do not hide underneath your bed or in a closet, which, um, I know the fire departments, if there's a fire, the first, some of the first places they'll look for is there because they know kids hide there. But mm-hmm. really, we want to get out the house. You know, you want to get right. out the house and then you want to call for help, but you don't want to save anything. You know, you want to, um, I'm not going to say anybody, but I'm saying like, don't pick up your your phone or your, your toys. That's not important. You want to get out the house and then call for help. Um, Because some of them were like, oh, we'll use a fire extinguisher. And I'm like, well, if the fire is really big (laughs) and you don't know how to use a fire extinguisher, don't worry about the fire extinguisher, get out the house. So stuff like that. Or you do your, um, I do like activities say get low and go. So, you know, smoke's high up. You want to make sure you stay low. So stay low and get out the house. Or, you know, you do the fires on you, of course, the stop, stop, drop and roll. Um, And so just putting in those critical skills, because um, a lot of times, we assume that our kids or children know what to do right? Um, or we assume that it's never going to happen to us until it does. So you want to make sure that 
you have to have those talks with your children and that they're prepared in case something goes wrong. Cause it may happen. You never know. So um, you have to practice because if you don't practice, then they're not going to, you can't expect them to, to make the right decision, you know? And, and we've seen with history, there have been times where things have, have unfortunately gone wrong um, based on just a lack of knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Do schools ask you to come in to talk about like active shooter or any of those types of drills or is it more of like just a generic safety talks? So, right. So I went to um, a school in I went to classes like in the uh, what is it? Spring of last year. Mm -hmm. So as of right now, no, I haven't been asked about active shooter, but um, someone did talk to me about it recently. Um, And that, you know, Active shooter is is a very touchy subject um, because of having to have that conversation with your child. Right. Because um, it's it's hard, like each person, like even you and me, you have no type of person you are. You have to know, are you someone who's a fighter? You know, if you're someone who is going to hide, are you someone who's going to run? And your reaction time, you literally have your brain when something happens there's like a 20 second delay like you have to know how to react so mm-hmm. to teach someone at the age of five how to grasp what is really happening there yeah. is it's, it's a huge challenge but you almost have to tell your child or the classrooms literally have to train if there is shooting what exactly are you going to do right what are you, how are you going to cover the doors where are you going to hide what are you going to do you know what I mean? How are you going to, you know, there's just, there's, there's different techniques. And I'm pretty sure a lot of schools are kind of doing that right now. And it's unfortunate that we're there, but you have to know your child. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you have to know. Um, so it, it's kind of reaction based, but again, practicing makes it much better. So you know exactly what to do if that time were to happen. Now, do you think that's something that like parents should be doing at home? Like, yeah, it's un- your school. This is what you should do. It's the reality of it, unfortunately. Um, and it's it's bad that we have to be there. But yeah. it's like you have to have those talks because they're talking about it in school. You may not talk about it at home, but kids are talking about it. like I have nieces and um my sister was like, okay, when, you know, the shooting um, happened close to San Antonio and she was like, okay, how am I going to tell my kids? They were already talking about it at school. So it, it, you know, you just got to be prepared for those conversations. I get the ones that are very young and really don't understand and you want to protect them. And I get that, trust me. And I, and I also get for them to understand what's going on The you know, they may not be able to really, really get it. Um, But for the ones that are of age, yeah, the conversations, they they're happening anyway, you know, right. so you, you just want to make sure that you're preparing, preparing them. So it's just being proactive. Yeah. It's just being proactive. That's just where we are. And I just recently seen a, a video on Instagram. I think it was of a mom like oh, yeah. going through with her son. Yeah. So telling him to hide, hold his backpack up, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's, it is sad. It is sad. It is. I saw that because his in his backpack was um bulletproof. Which I, yeah, it was yeah. It was Spider-Man yeah. Something, yeah. Yeah, it was sad, but you have to think, um, you know, it's mm-hmm. the knowledge she gave him, he'll know now, you right. know. And um, like I said, even if you're not having it, kids kids talk about everything. Yeah. <laughs> you you'd be surprised what kids talk about in school. 
Um, so just, you know, prepare, plan, you know, that that's all you can, that's all you can control at this point. Now, do you recommend like families to do practices in their house, like fire drills and you know, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I definitely um, even when I talk to the kids, I even say, you know, even tell tell your mom or dad um, fire drills. Yeah, most definitely. Actually, you should do one at least every three months okay. um, just because you could have changes in the house. Maybe you may move furniture around stuff, environmental changes. So you should practice like every quarter, every three months. You should say if there is a fire. OK, what are you going to do? Because if the fires at the front door. How are you going to get out the house? Right. How are kids going to know if they haven't practiced and we just assume? Or what if the fire is blocking all the windows? Is there is there a back door? Is there another, is there another way out? Mm-hmm. You know, you have to do those scenarios so that they know exactly what to do. So it's just like when you have work and you have like um, um, a fire drill at work. or we, we, I mean, we do it at work, right? right? So, you know, home. And you think about how many home fires there are opposed to work fires. And we do it a lot at work. So you definitely want to do it, do it at home. Now, how do you recommend they do practice as far as like walking home from school or um, any of the other like safety videos that you have? Like, how do you practice that stuff where, you know, they really don't have that sense of danger? Yeah, they don't have it. Yeah. So it's just about it's tips. Um, It's just like, so with like street safety, so that's like one video I have and I'll give like basic tips of like um, watching for um, signal lights, like, you know, the stop sign, watching for cars, walking, watching for pedestrians, mm-hmm. et cetera, not talking to strangers, you know, um, while they may not practice that, you know, as often parents or teachers can still ask those questions or just kids having that knowledge of like what to do. Right. Um if you, you know, you, if you're walking, so if your mom says, you know, look both ways, then hopefully that tip, you know, sinks in and, you know, before you cross street, look, look both ways. Um, and just, you know, asking questions, you never know. So like I did a community, um, a community kid, uh, event, a week ago. And so I was asking just, we were doing like the spinner wheel and I'm like, okay, if it lands on a question, I'm going to ask you whatever it is in safety. And one of the questions was about what happens if you get lost in a store. Um, and so, you know, and I'm like, say you don't have cell phones. Cause most of the kids were like, well, I can have, okay. Say you don't have a cell phone. Okay. Yeah. I get it. And you can't find your parent. What do you do? And some kids knew exactly what to do. And some kids were, didn't, and the parent was like, how did you not know? But it's almost like if they're not told or if you right. don't practice, that's something you cannot assume. You cannot yeah. assume that a kid that is lost is going to go look for a cashier to ask help versus a stranger, right? Because mm-hmm. you shouldn't just ask anybody for help. Or sometimes I tell the kid, well, wherever you got lost, stay there for a little bit because your parent may come back to that same location. Don't continue to walk and get lost. There's just certain things they don't know until right. they're told. And it's just that simple of just sharing that. It's just sometimes just sharing that knowledge yeah, and they have it, you know? So yeah. It's a lot of things that we don't think about. Um, yeah. It's just, I mean, we, assume, I get it. I get it. Like it's like, you know, especially um, because, you know, we're like, Oh, this way we grew up or, you know, you just assume yeah. that, you know, but sometimes when you're put in that situation it's different, yeah. you know, and experience is the best teacher. So if you don't have it or you don't practice, how will you kind of kind of know? Yeah, 
and every generation is different. So, it is. And know. every um, challenge is different. Mm-hmm. And see how, look at the, look at how 10 years ago we weren't, or 20 years ago, we weren't dealing with as many shootings right. in, in exactly. schools, you know, but now we have a new danger. So with times dangers change and what we look at as far as safety changes, but we just got to make sure that we're being um, as proactive um, and preventing things as much as we can, especially when the knowledge is there. Yeah. And I think what you're doing is so important. Um, There's just a lot that we as like parents and teachers, um, you know, family members, we don't think about explicitly teaching kids certain Mm -hmm. things because we just were like, well, we knew that like when we yeah. were young, but really yeah. did you or did somebody <laughs> tell you exactly? Yeah. And it became so ingrained that you knew it. Yeah. So it's sometimes that we overlook a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and, ki- and generations are different and how they learn is different, you know, and we were outside more playing. Right. And they're not, you know, <laughs> that they're, they're, they're not just dangers are different. Times are different. So, Yeah. Definitely. So after our episode, where can my listeners find you and your products and your videos? I would love for everybody to go check all of those things out. Yes. So my website is safetyk.com and um, safety K. So K-A-Y for K. Okay. And then on Instagram, I'm at safety K and on LinkedIn, you can find me uh, and on Facebook. Okay. Uh, that's how, you know, you can, you can reach me and feel free. My information, contact email and phone information is, is on my website. So if you would like me to come speak, um, to your, to your class or at your community event to your kids, I'm, I'm available. Um, and again, check out my YouTube channel at, um, safety K tips for children, for kids. And again, you have access to videos that, you know, you can show your children in three minutes mm-hmm. tips that can possibly save their lives. Yeah, which is extremely important. And the videos are very straightforward. Yes. Um, but enjoyable at the same time for kids. Yes. So Yes. Well, Crystal, thank you so much for taking the time this afternoon to sit and talk with me. I think this topic is so important. Like I said, there's a lot of things that we just don't think about mm-hmm. um, until, honestly, like I looked at your videos because there were some of them I was like, oh, I would never think yeah. to like talk about that. But yeah. again, you know, different time, different generation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they have so much access to so much more than they we do. do. Um, mm-hmm. That a lot of even elementary kids think that they are more knowledgeable than they are. And yes. you know, they <laughs> don't have fear. Yeah, really are not afraid of people and things because Mm -hmm. they're exposed to so much. So it's true. That's true. And that brings up when you said that I'm like, yeah, I even have a video on on YouTube about Internet safety, because that's another thing. That's a new danger. You know, there it's so it's so much easier now for, you know, these strangers to get talk to these kids because kids are on the Internet way more now than ever. Mm-hmm. And guess what? The internet is raising kids. Uh, it's just, it is what it is. They, and technology, like they have to be on the computer. It's just, right. it's just a part of how we are now in society. So you just want to make sure they're again, protecting themselves, not giving out important information yeah. that they just kind of know how to navigate yeah, things absolutely. on there. Yeah. So there's just 
There's a video for everybody. Trust there me. There is. There's um, a video. <laughs> there for is situation. So yes. I really appreciate you um, just t- thinking about that. Um, like I said, you know, there's a lot that sometimes we just feel like school's going to teach them things, yeah. and um, we don't do the same at home. So mm-hmm. I think that you know your videos and your products even um, show the importance of us as parents. Um, taking the time to reiterate things that they learn in school. So, yes. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate you taking out the time this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And that's a wrap on another amazing episode. I know that you were just as inspired as I was after listening to that conversation. And to let us know how we're doing, don't forget to leave us a review, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow us on all social media platforms from YouTube to Facebook at The Color of Influence and on Instagram, the underscore color underscore of underscore influence. You can check out all of our episodes and additional content on our website, thecolorofinfluence.com. And that's an in only for influence. And don't forget to share the podcast with someone you know and have them share the podcast with someone they know. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, peace out.